Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Sinclair Canali, who is a detox expert on digestive disorders. She's a certified toxicity and detox specialist and the CEO of Detox Rejuvenation. We love the word rejuvenation around here. She has apprenticed with world-leading functional medicine pioneers and believes that toxins are the uh, root cause of our health epidemic today. Both she and her partner, Michael Spendel, are survivors of complex chronic illnesses and had to learn how to heal themselves and have turned their pain into their mission. They now help thousands of others make the changes to free themselves of digestive issues and toxicity. So Sinclair, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Dr. Alex. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. We originally connected at a conference and then found out that we use a lot of the same supplements and protocols. So we're really excited to just dive into all this, but I'd love, you know, as we get started, I always like to hear, you know, your story, kind of how you got started doing what you do. And then we'll, we'll dive into all kinds of fun stuff today. Well, I got started in this rather reluctantly. (laughs) (laughs) To be really honest, I was not a person that was great at self-care and I had this really longstanding chronic health issues that got worse and worse and worse until my life demanded that I put my health first. So um, I think that happens for a lot of us Americans. It's sort of the last resort, unfortunately. Hopefully we're a part of especially, that tide. Especially for us women, that's something I, I talk about a lot. I call it selfless syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's that we, we don't, ladies, we don't want to hit the point of <laughs> being forced to stop and take care of ourselves. Um, you know, that's that's a big part of why I share all this is so you don't have to hit rock bottom, but it sounds like you, you had that happen to you as well. Certainly did. So. I'm rather hard headed. So it took me getting all the way to the bottom for me to really understand what was going on and, and allow myself to, to put my health first. You know, I think you just hit the nail on the head yeah. for us women, especially when we feel like we have people counting on us, our families, our communities, um, our employees, whatever the case is. And um, it's really hard to put ourselves first and give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to do that. So, absolutely. Take, please, oxygen mask on yourself first and help everybody else. Yes. Lauren, I, I just got done traveling. So, it's very relevant. Own mask on first, then help your whoever's next to you. Right. <laughs> your child. And, you know, and it's so true. We're, we're better for everybody in our lives when we actually take care of ourselves and put ourselves first. Exactly. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah. So I have that conversation all the time. So we'll table that for a second and let's, let's really dive into this conversation around detox and gut health. I know we were going to, you know, launch into the drainage pathway and some of what, you know, what happens in the body that leads to a lot of the stuff that we end up dealing with like hormone imbalances and skin issues and 
there's all kinds of stuff that, that tie into our gut health. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's important for us all to remind ourselves that we're living in a really unprecedented time that in so many ways we're living in this like era of rapid transformation culturally and, you know, technologically and all of that. But we've also been um, in the, what I call the era of chemicals for several decades now, ever since World War II, we've been dumping herbicides and pesticides onto our crops. And now we're several generations into that experiment, right? So yeah, with every generation, we're building up more and more toxicity and our beautiful digestive detox and drainage systems that we have in place just were not designed to keep up with this kind of just overwhelming inundation every day. So things that our grandma could get away with doing, you know, smoking two packs a day, eating not so great, but, you know, she grew up on a farm and had great veggies. You know, when she was younger, she was probably born with an awesome microbiome, getting fresh produce. And mm -hmm. um, we just don't start out the same way anymore. No, we really don't. And, you know, one of the other hats I wear is as a pediatric chiropractor and the more, and I work with pregnant moms too, but like, even the most natural birth, the, you know, mom's the healthiest she possibly can be. Kids are still having gut problems, like from the get go, because our food quality is sucks. And we've, we've got more of these toxins and chemicals just around and they they get it in our body. Yeah. It's so helpful for everybody to remember that we're, we're all starting a bit on the back foot, right? Because our nutrition has been stripped of its wonderful minerals and micronutrients and all the microorganisms that are supposed to be in happy, healthy soil that should be feeding our gut all the time. And so when we don't have those in place, um, we become much more susceptible to issues that might crop up along the way. So if you're not feeling at your best right now, if you're struggling with having enough energy and um, you know you have ongoing digestion issues, you're not alone. Over two thirds of Americans have had serious digestive distress within the last week. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy how many people think it's normal. Um, like, I'm going to throw my husband under the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I watched him. We, we were traveling this last, last week. And he, you know, was really good at the beginning of our marriage of, like, trying and pretending like he cared about being healthy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now he's not, like, that great at it. So I watched him eat McDonald's. And then we got, he got some sort of, like, spam fried rice before we got on the plane, right? And I mean, he's running to the bathroom and this is not the first time I've watched him do this. And, but like we equated as normal. It's like, oh, well, you know, that food wasn't good for me. I'm like, and what else is it doing to your body? Like we have to have to understand and recognize that. Um, and I think as women, we're a little more tuned into this and a little more intuitive with it than a lot of the men I talk to. Not always, but um, yeah, well, you know, get trained so, away from what our bodies are telling us, right? Those important signals. Yeah. And yeah, depending on who you are, sometimes women are much better at catching those signals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, with that, there's a lot, like so many symptoms have been normalized in our culture that it's not normal for food to make you have to run to the bathroom and have explosive diarrhea. Like, sorry to be gross, but like, that's, that's you know, like, that's kind of problem. I mean, that's, that's an extreme case and it, it can go the other way. You know, a lot of the women I work with are either dealing with 
I would say more commonly is constipation and not having enough bowel movements. So let's maybe, I, I should have warned everyone, we're going to talk about poop on this episode yeah. quite a bit. Because of, you, so let's dig into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Like what, what should normal be? How often should we be having a bowel movement? Well, ideally you'd be having a bowel movement at least once a day, uh, even two to three times a day. So yeah. Uh, if you're not going at least once a day, you are setting yourself up for long-term digestive distress because your body just can't drain the fast enough. One of your body's favorite ways to excrete toxins and waste from your various metabolic processes is through your bowels, right? That's the easiest way for it to happen. And some ways can come out through the, the kidneys and your bladder, but really your, your body's favorite ways through, through the bowels, then the skin, and then water-soluble toxins, you know, through the kidneys and bladder. But your kidneys are not as resilient as your liver is. And your liver's job is to help, you know, clean that blood, break that food down, and shove all those toxins out through the bile. And that's how it's hypothetically supposed to work. But unfortunately, a lot of our toxins that we're exposed to today, um, our body didn't evolve with them. So they actually get stuck and... Um, in the bile and we and your gallbladder acts like a catcher's mitt and kind of holds on to the bile in between your digestive processes so it'll cycle through the gut and then get um because bile is expensive to make your body wants to reuse it it's like liquid gold it's like your body's um fancy detergent for the gut okay so <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's great yeah, yeah. And, and so your body wants to recycle and hold it back in the gallbladder but then if you weren't able to let go of those toxins and you know, you're holding on to more and more sluggish bile, 80% of women over 40 have sluggish bile. And if you have sluggish bile, you have toxic bile. So if we're talking about constipation and how often should you be going, if you have a constipated system, chances are you have sluggish bile. They go hand in hand generally, you know? Yeah. So that's just one, one thing to hopefully pique your, attention and lean in. We've yeah. got the goods for you. We're going to help you through this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know, the good news is, is there's things that you can do to help your body start to function normally again. Like I, and I, I don't know if you found this in practice, but I found increasingly, I keep meeting women who have had their gallbladders removed or are so far gone that like they're at that point where it's hard to bring them back from that. And I think what you just shared about having the toxic bile is, or sluggish bile, is probably a big piece of that. Yeah, absolutely, right. And but it's it's never too late to work on your drainage and reopen your detox pathways and help your body excavate some of the stored sludge out. We work with women all the time that don't have gallbladders anymore. Like one, yeah, I'm thinking of right now is in her mid 60s, and she was a powerhouse in her career. Um, and she was really one of those women that, you know, could just push through however she was feeling, had a huge team under her until she no longer could push. And then she got really sick, had to take a step back, do an early retirement. It's really sad. She regrets that now. Yeah. Um, but she had to put her health first. And along the way, she had her gallbladder removed, but that didn't actually lessen any of her symptoms. It was just something that had to be done in the moment because it was so far gone and acute. But we've helped her get out thousands of stones in the last few months and hundreds and hundreds of parasites. And she feels amazing. All of her exhaustion and social anxiety is gone. 
all of her digestive symptoms and, you know, that local pain that you can get in your upper white quadrant. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's gallbladder and liver distress, usually. Yeah. All yeah. that content. That's so great. And you brought up two things that we are going to dive into here in <laughs> just a moment, parasites being one of them. Uh, we're both very much on the parasite trade and it's a fun conversation and I get to have that with a lot of my clients as well. But um, before we launch into that, you know, I you also brought up another interesting point around emotion. Um, and so I, I was going to ask, you know, like, what are some of the signs that maybe our liver is not functioning well, our body's toxic? Emotions are a big piece of that. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know, traditional Chinese medicine understood this. The, the emotions that are associated with the liver and gallbladder are an anger and resentment. And mm -hmm. for women um, who are maybe less in touch with their anger, you might be more aware of um, that resentment or um, feeling harsher or more judgy than you feel like you used to be. That's a big sign of that. And also um, persistent anxiety. That's a big one. Because it makes sense. Because, um, you know, if your body's under distress, you know, toxins each have their own energetic signature as well. You know, different toxins um, evoke different emotions in us. Like lead, you know, we, if you're really high in lead, you could feel really a deep, dark depression. With mercury, you can have wild emotional swings um, or be very um, socially shy, even socially phobic. You know how we've sort of made all these fun internet memes about you know social anxiety. That's not lost on those of us that understand <laughs> because mercury exposure is up so high in the last um, generation. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now it's been um, interesting because I'm I'm currently detoxing heavy metals because mm. I just I finally did some testing on myself and I've been sharing about this on the show a little bit. But you know nothing was like astronomically high, but I had of the 26 things I tested, like half registered. And I was like, that's not cool. Um, and you know, I'm somebody who's been on my health journey and like been really attentive to gut health and all that for 16 years. And I'm still dealing with some of this stuff. So it's, you know, it's so prevalent. Like, even if you feel like you're the healthiest, you know, making all the right choices and doing all the healthy things out there, you probably are. It's just, it's often not enough to combat how much we're exposed to. That's such a great point, Dr. Alex. I, I really want people listening in to hear, we totally get it. It, it should be enough to live clean, you know, eat relatively healthy, exercise, you know, a couple few times a week. It should be enough, but unfortunately it just isn't right now. And so we understand that you yeah. feel like you're doing all the right things and you're not where you feel like you should be intuitively, you know, something is off or you're not healing as fast as you want to be or expect to be, even though you're on a protocol and your protocol may not be taking these things into account. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in a little bit, you know, how do we address some of these things and what, what's, what can be underlying some of the fun i.e. parasites <laughs> that we're talking about. Yes. Um, so let's, let's start with a basic frame. So um, parasites, we, we all have, you know, an amazing, fantastic, widely varied microbiome um, in our guts. And, you know, each, each area of our body has a different microbiome. And there we evolved with parasites, you know, on every continent. This is not just about... Um, oh, I went to somewhere exotic and I got Bali belly. That's where 
So I might have parasites, but you might not. It's it's actually a common misconception. Every body of water has parasites in it, you know, throughout North America. There's a, a study I love to quote from Wisconsin where 38 out of 40 salad bars tested had parasites in them. On. <laughs> yes. If you have had sushi, you've been exposed to up to 60,000 parasite eggs per inch of sushi. Wow. Yeah. And if you're American, chances are you're not eating enough wasabi to counteract that. That's what the wasabi is for, you know. So um, it's not a question of have we been exposed to them. We all have. And um, it's more a question of how do our bodies have what they need? Does our immune system have what it needs to hold these parasites in check? And the answer is at this point, probably not because our um, immune systems get dampened down the more toxic exposure we've had and the more toxic sludge we're carrying around. And parasites, unfortunately, really thrive in a toxic environment. So the higher our body burden is toxins, the easier it is for parasites to come in and take over and set up shop. And they do offer um, you know, symbiotic, some symbiotic processes, like they can hold on to retroviruses and even Lyme and all kinds of toxins for us in their bodies. So you want to be really deliberate when you're trying to pull them out. Um, you want to keep them intact because you don't want to use a parasite protocol that explodes them inside because that just means you have a whole new toxic exposure your body's got to deal with and it's a bit of a shock. So if you've ever been on, if you're listening to this and you've been on a very short-term anti-parasitic protocol and you're like, oh God, I'll never do that again because my energy tanked, I felt horrible, it was awful. Um, chances are you were on something like that that did not prepare you to pull them out intact, whether they're monocell, itty-bitty little guys, or the larger lung fun, lung, lung fun worms that Dr. Alex and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we've seen all of this happen in our, our practices. Um, lots of clients with just cleaning out, whether it's biofilm or worms or, and, you know, I've, I've done this with myself as well. Um, and it's, there's a way to do it that is gentle and, you know, allows your body to really prepare and absolutely not have like the massive reactions to it. So absolutely. And, you know, it's important for you guys to understand, like if the stage has been set for parasites to go, you know, crazy in your bodies because of our, you know, higher than ever unprecedented toxic exposure. What are some of the symptoms that you might be having these parasites out of whack? Because yes, they are doing, a job for us in the short term, but they're also wreaking havoc. You know, they get to eat. First. Yeah. So you might be, for example, feeling like you eat really well and you try to nourish yourself really well and um, you still won't have the energy that you expect to have. That's because, yeah, they get to eat first. Um, food sensitivity yeah. is a huge sign of um, parasite issues, skin issues, um, digestive, most digestive complaints can be correlated to parasites and anxiety. What are some other ones, Dr. Alex? I think those are a lot, a lot of the big ones, hormone issues. Um, we, we haven't dived into that yet, but there's a huge correlation between your gut health and hormone balance, um, especially with estrogen and with a lot of the sex hormones, but also with your thyroid. Absolutely, yeah. Um, constipation, feeling like you have intestinal blockages that can't be explained by your doctor, you know, like a recurring pinching or stuck feeling at one part of your gut. Um, TMJ, teeth grinding, sleep issues where you feel like you wake up more tired than you went to sleep. 
or your mm-hmm. energy finally comes online in the evening. You know, you struggle to wake up for yeah. several hours and then you're like, oh, finally, there's that energy I needed for my work day. That's a sign of parasites because parasites love to wake up at night. That's when they get going. They do. And they also like to, they're more active around the full moon, which I've always found really interesting. Um, so there's something called the full moon protocol <laughs> that um, can be a lot of fun. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> That's what I've seen the most activity from, you know, my clients pulling stuff out of themselves, which is great. Yeah. Um, they're, um, so worms are more um, active during the full moon because our guts are producing more serotonin at that time. And so worms migrate to the digestive tract. And yes, you heard me correctly. They migrate to the digestive tract. Go eat that up and get first dibs on that. And that's when they tend to procreate. So that's why ERs have to staff up. (laughs) We were joking last Halloween because last Halloween landed right on a full moon. Like, oh, those poor kids. Oh, their, yeah. eyes, their parasites are getting nuts. The parents are not going to know what happened. <laughs> oh, it was bad. As a mom, I can say it was bad. No, when you said that, I, I just connected. Like, that's why kids all get crazy around the full moon. Like, <laughs> yes. honestly, so, it's actually a thing. Right? Absolutely. So kids are more susceptible yeah. to parasites uh, just because their immune systems are still getting sophisticated and, and flowing. But they also can detect them more quickly than adults. So there are trade-offs there. Yeah. Yeah they have less toxic exposure at, in their young <laughs> age. So it works out. All right. So for anyone listening to this and they're like, how do I know if I have toxicity? How do I know if I have parasites? How do I know? Like what, what, what advice can we give them? Where do we start besides talking to one of us? Right. Yeah. Well, that would be an easy one. If you're, you know, able and ready to work one-on-one with somebody Highly recommend going to somebody like Dr. Alex or myself that is steeped in this knowledge and has tools that actually work and support the body along the way. We'll also give you a few at-home tips to consider for yourself before this is done as well. Um, But how do you know if you have toxicity? And well, the the shortest answer is we all do. You know, we're exposed to over a million toxic particles per day. And on average, we all have over 20,000 different toxic substances in our bodies at any given time. And our bodies have to do a lot of work to keep some of those apart because to avoid setting off secondary and tertiary chemical reactions. So um, because like once really common toxins like, say, aluminum, which is in all of our air pollution, and now it's been, you know, it's, oh, my God, there's so many ways you can get exposed to aluminum. Once that comes in, yeah, our cookware, yeah, it's everywhere. Deodorant, <laughs> flowers, our personal care, things like dry shampoo, aluminum is everywhere. Um, yeah, not just in your deodorant. Although I applaud you if you switch to a non-aluminum deodorant. Well done. Yep. Just know that there are other steps to take along the way, but that's a great step to take. Yeah, yeah. And to remember, you know, our, we haven't really talked about this, but our skin is one of our largest breathing organisms, like organs on our body and things we put on it get into our bloodstream and into our bodies as well. It's not just through things we eat or, you know, water we drink or. Absolutely. No, it's especially for women. We're um, on average using 12 super toxic self-care products per day. And that's in the U.S. That's um as yeah. opposed to men who are using less than six. It's just a part of how we're marketed to. <laughs> and the right. routines we develop along the way. 
Yeah. So there's, yeah. And your, your skin is super absorptive. Um, so if it's not food and you're putting it on your skin, chances are your body's going to see it as a toxin and extra work to deal with. Absolutely. We've come a long way since the days of arsenic on the face, but <laughs> it's still pretty bad. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, um, what was it? 90% of lipsticks tested uh, just a couple years ago had lead in them still from name brands. Not yeah. acceptable. <laughs> And I'll have to find, there's a a website, maybe you know what it is, where you can put in whatever product it is and find out how toxic it actually is. Yeah, I Um, like environmental working groups. That's EWG.org because they rate and review um, products in depth and scale them on one to 10 from least toxic to toxic. And I'll also tell you why they're concerned about certain ingredients in a product and how they arrived at that decision. And it's a nonprofit, so I yes, yeah. a little bit more. They do a great job. Yeah, and they also release the Clean Fifteen and Dirty Dozen yeah. eating guidelines every year. So super helpful. That's helpful. Yeah, and I'll put links to those in the show notes. Yeah. So when you're asking, like, <laughs> to tie it all back together, when you're asking, how do you know if you're toxic? Um, it's safe to assume that you are. And other basic. Um, signs and symptoms would be things that we've already covered, you know, a tendency towards anxiety, getting more overwhelmed than you used to, um, noticing that your energy is not where you think it should be. A lot of things that we are now in our generations alive talking up to, oh, this just happens when you turn 40. Like Dr. Alex was saying earlier, that's common, not normal, usually to have this like drop off of energy, this weight that you can't shake, especially around the waist. Um, that metabolic disorder type weight that's just kind of inflammation, it's puffiness, right? Um, right. It joints, yes. feeling like you just aren't as resilient physically or emotionally or mentally as you used to be, not feeling like yourself, you know? Yeah. And that's without even getting yeah. into the chronic conditions that, you know, for example, I experienced like, you know, fibromyalgia and Hashimoto's disease and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> any of your symptoms can be tied back to your gut and toxicity is ultimately what we're talking about here. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really, really true. And I think more and more of the literature and people are becoming more aware of just how important your gut health is in relation to the rest of your body. Um, you know, like when I was in chiropractic school and we, we had to dissect human cadavers, but um like the gastroenteric plexus, it's like a whole nother nervous system. You know, it's, it's really advanced and we don't realize that. And the brain and the gut are talking to each other. So mental health, huge connection there. Um, like all emotional stuff, hormone stuff, weight loss stuff. It's all chronic conditions, inflammatory, you know, autoimmune diseases, all can be tied back to your gut. Absolutely. And, and just to underscore that for folks, um, you know, your gastroenteric nervous system, that's, that has more um, nerve endings than your spinal cord does. Yeah. Um, so, and it for every ten signals that your gut sends to your brain, it your brain sends one back. So, it, this is supposed to be a major thinking zone for us, right? And a, a yeah. system. Yeah, and actually, just to share a story, you know, one of my clients that I um, 
did the full moon protocol with and, and we can so we both use a supplement company called uh, Cellcore Biosciences and they've really like gotten the science down of how to detox all the toxicity really really well um but she did the the protocol and, and got a lot of stuff out of her and she was like my mental clarity is just huge and she became really creative and she also started processing all this trauma that she'd never dealt with in her life and was like ready to actually do that because her body was and you know just to reiterate what you were saying there it's really interesting what will happen when you clean yourself out yeah it makes total sense when we understand that like old trauma and uh, stress is actually stored locally in the body in different areas and wherever it's stored we actually have lower circulation and so that's naturally where toxins stagnate or our systems get smart and actually put it there like, okay, this area is compromised. I'm just going to keep stacking stuff in there. So we can call yeah. it interference fields or we can blame that on the fact that, um, you know, many toxins are what we now call obesogens where our body has figured out, okay, these are lipophilic, meaning I can shove them into fat as far away from my vital organs as possible just to protect my basic functions every day. So that's what I'm going to do, you know, or if yeah. it's, you know, toxins that are stuck in the gallbladder and liver, what choice does your liver have, but to encase those in cholesterol, cholesterol is made in the liver. Like, Hey, this is handy. This is awesome. I'm going to encase this toxin with this um, stuff to protect me. And then that gets condensed over time and becomes gallstones and liver stones. So when you start exactly. actually working a detox plan that works, and really supporting your drainage pathways. And by that, Dr. Alex and I mean reopening your skin as a detox organ in a supportive way, cleaning out the bowels, you know, mechanically cleaning out your colon so nothing is standing in between. <laughs> the junk has got to get out of the liver and gallbladder and getting it all the way yep. out the door. <laughs> and, and even, you know, even up to your brain, like your cerebrospinal fluid that flows down your spine is the way, brain's way of getting rid of toxins. And if that can't go anywhere because your liver's blocked, you end up with toxic brain, which leads to depression, anxiety, and a lot of other stuff. That's such an amazing point. You know, so many people that are saying, okay, I, I don't have, you know, my gut isn't bothering me that much. What I really care about is fixing my brain fog. Sweetheart, I hate to tell mm -hmm. you, but the brain drains last. So you actually, yep. if you want to work on having toxins drain out of your brain appropriately, you start from the bottom up. Exactly. That's a huge piece of the pie. Yeah. And like you were saying, right. you know, the right tools make all the difference. Because you guys want to be protecting your energy levels while you attempt any detox, because it takes energy for your body to excavate this stuff out of storage. And you want to make sure that you have really high quality things in place to increase drainage and encourage our, our natural elimination organs to, to do what they do best. Yeah. And also have really... Um, effective binders on board. And for those of you that don't know what a binder is, um, they basically like bouncers in a club, right? So everyone else can be like, all your cells can be happy and having a great time in the club, behaving nice. And then you have, you know, the few toxins in there that are acting like assholes, bumping around, <laughs> ruining everyone else's life. <laughs> and the binders come in like bouncers. They take the toxin by the arm and escort them all the way out the door or all the way out the body down the street. <laughs> do not. You don't want to get them close to the door and then let them loose again. You got to get them all the way up. Nothing. Yeah. Awesome. So 
any parting thoughts before we share how people can connect with you and where to find you at? Yeah. If people are thinking about how to uh, get started at home, one of the most important things you can do is start tracking your responses to things. You know, pay attention to yeah. how you're responding to life's different stresses, you know, to your energy cycles throughout the day. Like, become a scholar of your own body. Usually mm -hmm. I say become a scholar of your own poo. And that's important, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is important, too. <laughs> Maybe real quick, we should define what normal poop is, right? It's soft, it's well-formed, and you feel like you empty fully, and you're doing it at least, I like to see more two to three times a day. Exactly. Then I know your liver is actually working. So, yeah. yeah. And um, so if it's super dark in color or smelly or ragged edges or, um, you know, hard and difficult to eliminate, you know, on either ends of the spectrum, too tough or too loose, your body's in distress and it could really use some support. Absolutely. So where can people go to connect with you? Um, you can go to detoxrejuvenation.com. Just just like it sounds. That's mm -hmm. our website. And um, you're welcome to take our detox quiz. Um, and that helps you assess if your toxic burden is a part of why you're not feeling at your best. And um, you're also welcome to join us on Instagram. We'd love to share tips on there. And that's just at Detox Rejuvenation. And um, okay, cool. you're also welcome to join our Facebook group, which has been called um, Be True to Your Gut. And I think we're changing it now to, if you're listening to this later, Detox to Thrive, because that's the name of our new podcast, which we're going to have Dr. Alex on. Yay. I can't wait. Well, Sinclair, thank you so much for joining us and having me not be the weird person who's always talking about poop and parasites. <laughs> There's more of us out there and it makes me so glad. Um, so hopefully this, this helped serve our listeners to just really tune into yourself and what your body needs. And if you're feeling stuck, Hey, let's look at your gut. And if you're not ready to work on this, but you know that you will be in the future, you can already think in terms of like Dr. Alex was saying, making sure that you're eliminating multiple times a day, making adjustments you need to your diet in order to do that. Eat as simple and as clean as possible. Um, so if you're mm -hmm. turning to food for entertainment or de-stressing, you got to build in some strategies into your day so that's not the only way that you're, you're getting to relax. Your food should be easy on the gut, soothing, simple in this day and age. Um, so. Absolutely. And hydrate. Yeah. Please hydrate. <laughs> I've seen both of us drinking water throughout this, so <laughs> uh, that's just what I do. My mason jar comes with me to podcast interviews. So. <laughs> anybody's so. wondering, mine is uh, distilled water. I, I highly um, recommend that for most people in the U.S. because um, if you look up what's in your tap water, you will not be happy. And most filters no. advertise that they can get out um, toxins, and what they mean is they can reduce the load. But even most filters that claim to get out things like fluoride that are really hard on your brain, um, they, they're actually only reducing it. They're not actually able to get out all of it. But distilled water does. So. Good to know. I am drinking um, hydrogen water, which takes it through a whole process and adds extra hydrogen awesome. to it. So it hydrates you faster. Love it. There we I go. A little water lesson to, to round out the day. Awesome. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much again, Sinclair. And I'm excited to be on your show in the future. So we'll let everyone know when that happens. And um, Wonderful. We'll do Parasites 2.0. We'll talk about the different kinds, how you get them out. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. All right. We will see everybody next week. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special Impeccable Health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.